Welcome to episode number 13 of What's Bruises? What's Bruises? I am Shelly. I'm Bianca. And I'm Deanna. And here we come together to serve the group. Yes, we do. (laughs) So last week's episode was so much fun. Oh, yes. You gotta say so much fun. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We did conversation about black school. (laughs) We had a special guest. Little Zoe. Little Zoe was our special guest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she gave us her insight on being seven and back Mm -hmm. to school. Yes. Yes. She had a great time. Yes. Zoe had a lot of questions. (laughs) She was ready. Mm -hmm. She's been trying to get on the podcast for a while. (laughs) So so she got on there and made her debut and didn't want to get moved from in front of the camera. I'm so happy that we invited her on the show. I think she did such a great job. Absolutely. Just know she's gonna be asking when can, can she back come back. Right. <laughs> We're gonna, We're gonna have a second special for Zoe. So yeah. What's on the mind of a seven-year-old and how she's working through this world? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe after school starts, we'll okay. be like, now that you're here, you know how's yeah. how's it going? Yeah. yeah. Um, so- lots of great participation. We love doing the live. We get so many people uh, giving their feedback and mm-hmm. comments. Uh, we're hoping in our future life we can get some of you to actually come on camera. Don't be camera yes, shy, don't guys. Don't be shy. I love seeing <laughs> the comments. And yeah. I love the questions that you guys ask. The brew crew is essentially another member sitting here at the table. So we want to hear what you guys think when we get it wrong, when we get it right. Yeah, girl. No, girl. Yeah. Right with it. All of that. Because yeah. You guys are absolutely vital to the show. And we just love that you're here and you're watching and hopefully entertained by some of the stuff that we're talking about. We appreciate you. Yes, you and do. you. You, you, absolutely. and you. <laughs> Thanks, Brew Crew. Yes. Thank you for joining in. Uh, and we want to bring up today's episode. Yes, today's episode is Black Women in Therapy. Am I the But before we start that episode, we're going to do a couple would you rather questions. Mm-hmm. So please. First of all, um, like, comment, and share, um, and then also subscribe for, if you and subscribe. Subscribed. And then for everybody that's listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, we thank you guys so much for all of the downloads that we have. We're actually celebrating our hundredth download on those platforms. So please continue to listen 100. to us. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. I was like, wait. <laughs> yes. And so please listen there. And we're gonna be posting our new episodes on Sunday. Yeah. So um just make sure that you guys listen there. But also, yes, please like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you. So our our would you rather game. Um, would you rather be able to fly one day or be completely invisible for one day? I think I'd rather I'm be good. able to fly. I would go invisible. Okay. I think I would uh I would fly. Yeah. I'm afraid of heights. I ain't flying. <laughs> 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 oh, you can fly a little low, you know. Yeah. <laughs> with your invisibleness, what would you be doing with, with it? What would you be what rooms would you be sneaking in? Uh oh, I would like to be in a lot of the board rooms with these companies to figure out how they're doing it. Ah. Um, I would definitely love to be in the lottery office when they're pulling <laughs> the numbers so I know what the numbers are going to be. Oh, goodness. Um, That's a good one. You know, I don't want to say nothing like Rob Bank. I wouldn't Rob Bank. I'd be too guilty when I become visible again. <laughs> <laughs> would you listen in on any conversations that you're not supposed to be with, of people that you know? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would because okay. I feel like what people saying about me behind my back is none of my business. Yeah. So um, type so, in yeah. the comments what you guys would rather <laughs> on that one. Uh, next one. Would you rather never use social media again or never watch another t- movie or TV show? Ooh, if it's between the two of them, I would have to say social media. Okay, that's yeah. tough. That's a tough one because I like to be entertained. So yeah, I don't know. Entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, being a latchkey kid, I watched a lot of TV growing up. So I don't know if I could give that up <laughs> exactly. But there was a time in my life where social media wasn't a thing. Right. So it's like very true. You, I'm without it. I'm without it. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Deanna? 
I think I'll give up the movie or TV because I don't really watch TV anyway. So. Yeah, and that's it <laughs> for me as well. I am not a TV watcher. Um, and so that would be social media. I'm sorry, that would be never watch TV. So you wouldn't again. be able to watch stuff on YouTube. I just want to make sure y'all know no Netflix, well, no YouTube. Say, say, social media. Yeah, social medias would be YouTube. Mm. Yeah, because I can't live without YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can even live without YouTube though. Yeah, I am. I am. Other than for what's worse, but um, right. <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, okay, next is: Would you rather always be surrounded by annoying people or be alone for the rest of your life? Ooh. So the option is only annoying people. Yes, always <laughs> be surrounded by annoying people. Okay, so it doesn't say like oh, only annoying people. I'd probably take the annoying people than to be alone because it's like who are you talking? I think about I think about that movie. Remember that guy uh, Tom Hanks and he had the basketball Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think about that and it's like, are you gonna go crazy and start talking to a basketball? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she probably would. Yeah. So I, I guess the annoying people. Annoying people. I would have to do annoying people too. I would make fun of so them. Lonely. I would make fun of them in my head, so I would be in it. Or they might not be as annoying after a while. After a while. Yeah. Can't beat them, join them, start yeah. doing what they do. Maybe yeah. I'll stop. Um, next, would you rather lose all of your money and valuables or lose all of the pictures you've ever taken? I can't believe this is tough. This is is tough for you. Lose that pictures. It's different for me because, wait, is it just me losing the pictures? Yes. All the pictures you've ever taken. Yes. I don't know if I could give up my photos because money wow. you could get back, memories you can't. That's a good point. Yep, I had I had family that would that were in Hurricane Katrina, and man, devastated about those pictures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we still have some that we can definitely hold on to. But those pictures meant so much. Mm-hmm. A lot of I don't have a lot of my childhood photos. Mm-hmm. Like you know, my grandma, my aunt, my aunt had a lot of photos that my grandmother had and that she had and you know I lost a lot of those and if, then if my brothers <laughs> or my parents are watching this right now everybody's cracking up because they have no pictures of me they only, <laughs> all of my stuff is on film my parents like to say my brothers say that I'm adopted because of this but yeah I have not one baby picture not a baby an infant so I don't know what I look like as a child that baby. Was so sad. <laughs> it's okay. Auntie Vanessa don't have no baby Auntie Vanessa does not have not infant they may start at like maybe three, three, three is probably pushing it down. But no, so I can only imagine through Savannah what I might have looked like. So where is the film? I don't think they have it anymore. You know, film deteriorates after years, so I don't know if they necessarily have that. They don't. Yeah, I'm trying to keep hope. It's okay. If there's anyone out there with an infant photo of Shelly, please send it to PO Box. We greatly appreciate it. There may be a cash reward. Oh, <laughs> they might have they take pictures at the hospital. You don't think they have that? You know what? That's never really even something I the even thought. <laughs> She needs therapy. Uh I think lose I would lose my money, money and valuables. Because wow. I could borrow money from people. Mm-hmm. I could get that money back. I can't get back my memories. Wow, that's good. Yeah. What about you, Dan? That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't have a lot of physical pictures. Like a lot of my pictures are in my phone and stuff like that. Well, those digital will be your pictures. pictures. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, um, yeah, you lose every picture in your phone and printed pictures, yeah, and on your laptop and anywhere. 
Yeah, picture. I guess I'll lose my money and valuables and mm. keep my pictures. Oh, you sound so sad about I that. I actually I never even thought about keeping the pictures in there because of my tra- traumatic experience with pictures. <laughs> but I don't, I don't hold on to pictures like that. Mm-hmm. Even though I have 5,700 pictures in my phone right now, but I just don't, I, I, I keep the memories inside. I, I would love to go back. It's very rare you'll find me like, oh my God, let me bring out the our photo album and go through the pictures. I never do that. I do it occasionally. Because I have one what? <laughs> you know I, do. I do. I actually do. I do. I have um, photo albums of everything. When Savannah was a baby, um, all that stuff. But I never necessarily go back and, and look, at, look at the pictures. Um, I kind of hold on to the memories. Because even of the pictures that I have of my cousin, uh, I just, I, I really don't like look at them. I, I, keep the memories you know there's always Mm -hmm. like that one moment that'll make me laugh or something like um a a purse which is a funny inside story with with me and her a a man purse Mm -hmm. those are the things i think of i never really go back and say oh i want to go look at her pictures and da 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 yeah uh would you rather die in 50 years with many regrets or die in 20 years with no regrets die in 20 years with no regrets 20 for me too um, would you rather have a head the size of a watermelon or have a head the size of a tennis ball? I, do watermelon. <laughs> I, I have a big head now, so having a watermelon <laughs> head, I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> You're right, because they didn't say what size watermelon, so they yeah, I'll just go with the watermelon because the tennis ball is too small. <laughs> You'd be looking like the witch doctor guy to you. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm Zika go virus. Would you rather never be able to take an airplane again or never have internet access again? Never, never take an airplane. airplane again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could drive anywhere in the U.S., so. Yeah. But what if you want to go outside? Take a cruise. Get on a boat. That would be a long ride. No. Go so well, but, like, you could cruise. <laughs> there are cruises to Europe. There are cruises to, um, you know, all the saints. It's right. We, are we cruising all the way to Africa, though? Like, the last time <laughs> I mean, we did that, it didn't go so good. well. <laughs> it didn't go so well for us last time that happened. I think I'm very I'm saying I would rather keep in and then get rid of plane rides. I think so for me too. I yeah. miss a plane ride. Uh, uh, last one. Would you rather be a wizard or be a vampire? Neither. Um, but I guess the wizard. I don't want to go around drinking blood. Blood. The animal would probably be a vampire. She likes Oh, it. wow. She likes to be up at night. Uh, she sleeps uh, every day. But, but my only source of nourishment is oh, drinking God. blood. Um, yeah, that that would be. I'd be a weak vampire. Yeah, I really think if these answers true, I would just pick a wizard. I'd rather be a wizard. Yeah, wizard seems more friendly. So before we get into the the, the uh, episode, I want to take a break and we can talk about our highlighted business of the week. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be back. Do you guys have one that you want to um highlight for this week? Um, we're gonna have done the meditation this weekend, so maybe we can highlight. Oh, that's awesome! Good idea. Is that this weekend? I believe so. I thought it was the sixth. That's not this weekend. No, it's Tuesday. It's on a Saturday. Let's find out. What's happening on the 16th? I have that date in my hair for some reason. You don't know. Is this just me or do you guys smell weed? It you probably smell weed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla's here. Yeah. He smokes at home. In mm-hmm. home. I wanna go. He calls himself putting a blanket under her. Uh... <laughs> you did so good, Zoe. Did you watch your episode back? No, my iPod was glitching. It was boring. Oh. 
Your, her iPad doesn't work. She I, said it's glitchy. I took my iPad pieces off and then I put it back on, but it didn't work. Oh, you want to bring it? Let me see if I can fix it. Or you want to use my phone? What was I about to look up? Oh, the virtual. Can we can smell his marijuana. <laughs> oh, it's not bothering me. Hold on, I'm thinking about Zoe. We are. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, we all remember what happened. Yeah, it's Saturday, August 13th at 10 a.m. Okay. Okay. Well, now I know. <laughs> what time is your thing with Kia? I don't know. But now I know it's 10 a.m., so let's see. You guys are going to do shopping? Yeah. Hmm? She's trying to still be there. Hmm. I want a new case. I want Oh, it's only showing like one power bar. So here, um, why don't you just use my phone? Wanna use the phone? Yeah. Here, take that one too. Sorry. We're back. Are we back? <laughs> Welcome back. Wait. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Yeah. We're so uh, glad to bring to you our highlighted business or organization of the week. Yeah. Um, definitely check them out. They have a lot of great things in store. Um, so definitely check them out. Yes. And if you would like to be featured on our show, send us your product or your website information and we'd be happy to highlight you. Yes. You can send us an email at what's at gmail.com. You can send your products to our P.O. box. P.O. Box 6081. Aurora, Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> 60598. Yeah. And we will open it live and feature your product. Make sure we get you out there. We definitely want to highlight businesses. Um, that's kind of our thing. Since we're opening our business, we want to make sure that we highlight others. So it comes back to us tenfold. It does. But not just for that reason. But Yes, you know, because the one. great thing about all of the products that we've highlighted They've been absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, we from, actually use them. <laughs> we actually use them uh, from body care to tumblers, you know, everything that you can imagine. And we are out here actually handcrafting. So, yes, please support these businesses. They work extremely hard and give them, let them know that what's brewing this sent you. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, cool. so, this week's episode Black Women in Therapy. Woo! <laughs> a, lot to unpack. a lot to unpack here <laughs> is, it me? is it me am i the problem oh, so goodness. i wanted to read off um a little uh article i was reading um it said black women are finally shedding the shame of therapy okay um a deep-rooted survival mindset may say otherwise but there's no reason to suffer in silence anymore mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot more black women, black people in general are more open about therapy, yeah. seeking therapy, talking about it. Um, it used to be a stigma attached. For sure. Um, growing up, a lot of people be like, I ain't going to therapy. That's for white people yeah. or that's for rich people. Mm -hmm. It was a classism thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you would often find it only being used for like premarital therapy or, mm -hmm. um, this person might be a little crazy. Let's, you know, have them talk to somebody. But yeah, you know, it's a, it, it, it has always been the stigma attached where it's like something's wrong. Let's go to therapy. And sometimes I think people are more people are going to therapy when everything is right. Yeah. You know, you just kind of want to lend your ear to somebody and talk to them about the good things going on in your life or the troubles that you might sometimes deal with. So yeah. it doesn't always have to be a problem to go to therapy. Yeah, um, and a challenge doesn't necessarily mean that you're crazy. So no. I think um, that has also been associated with, like, people who go to therapy are uh, insane. Like, they have a mental right. uh, mental health crisis going on. But you don't have to be in crises. You should go seek therapy before you get to right. crisis mode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, you know, we all have challenges and navigating certain challenges sometimes mm -hmm. could be done more efficiently with professional help. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was some data in here where uh, it says black Americans are 20 percent more likely 
than the rest of the population to develop serious mental health issues, but they're also more likely to be exposed to factors such as racism, historical trauma from the medical community, exclusion from health resources, food insecurity, poverty, and subjection to crime, among other things that increase their risk for developing a mental health condition. Um, And also, not even that you necessarily have to develop a mental health uh, condition, but being exposed to all of that kind of shifts how you think or see life or see other people and can create some... Uh, distrust in others, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little paranoia, a little, you know, mm-hmm. trauma that may not be on the scale of having a mental health disorder, right? But it messes mm-hmm. with your day, and I think yeah, that takes away from the minutes that you have in your day. It's just like if it's not positive, it's not coming from a positive place. It's not good, you know what I mean? So I have, I am one that I haven't been in therapy. I think for a long period of time, I would say things like, I don't need therapy. Nothing, you know, happened to me. You know, I had a great childhood growing up. So like, I don't feel like I need it. But then as an adult in the way that I work through things, if something bad happens, I'm like panic. And then it's like, okay, you can relax about it now. But I definitely think that it would be something that would be helpful to me. Yeah, I think... So here's my take on it before and now. Uh-huh. So, so you've been to therapy. I have been to therapy. I started therapy in 2019. But before that, I've always thought I wanted to go to therapy mm-hmm. um, because I've dealt with anxiety since I want to say my first uh, anxiety attack. I was probably like 16, mm-hmm. but I dealt with other anxieties, uh-huh. but I didn't know what anxiety was yeah. mm-hmm. um, pre you know, it becoming more talked about in our community. I thought I was just hyperventilating and I must be weird because of all of these things, but I didn't know what anxiety or depression really was. But I identified with, you know, certain characters on TV shows like Roseanne's daughter, Darlene. Mm -hmm. She wore all the black. I identified with her. Mm -hmm. I loved her. She was my favorite character, Daria. Mm -hmm. The cartoon yeah. character, like I identify with these people, Eeyore. Yeah, <laughs> like I love Eeyore. <laughs> so you, you had a liking for depressed people. <laughs> I, I mean, I identify with those people. I didn't know why. I mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. Oh. Um, but you know, I was always. It's kind of like you put on the happy face. You. you keep moving. You don't air your dirty laundry. You keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Like you're strong. Black women are strong. You have to be strong. You you grew up in Maywood. You tough. Right. So it's like you have all that. Now, now I'm like, so I could have been doing this. Right. Yeah, because there's well, strength. I been doing this. There's strength <laughs> in you even telling that story. My first anxiety attack, and I'm like, I, same feeling. I was like, what the heck is this? What's going <laughs> on? Um, but it, literally, it just felt like all the emotions just built up and it was coming out and it was pouring out and I was talking fast and I called my dad and my dad literally talked me off the ledge. And I don't even know if he remembers that story. I was going to share that story mm-hmm. in our Father's Day episode, which is a really good episode that you guys should see. <laughs> yes, go watch the Father's Day. If you haven't seen it, yes, check it out. If you have not seen it, check out that episode. But um, didn't know what was going on. And my father is not a therapist, but he was able to talk talk me through that you know Mm -hmm. what I mean something that I didn't even realize what was going on and you and can you imagine um people other people going Mm -hmm. through that sharing that similar story and not even necessarily knowing what it is but you're not being able to process kind of what's going on so I've had that that bout of anxiety followed by a long term of depression too and great thing you had somebody there's a lot of people who don't Don't have anybody that they could call and yeah. talk them down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing. Yeah, that's a good a good time to kind of seek that therapy and know that it's not you're not crazy, you're going yeah. through things that a lot of people just put in their back pocket or keep <clears> very quiet <throat> mm-hmm. about, and it's like hush, hush, and we won't say what happened then and there. But I'm definitely learning that share these things, they help someone, you mm-hmm. know. So Yes, definitely always seek help if you don't have somebody to talk to. Um, and therapy is okay. Yeah. Therapy is, uh, I think, more than okay. I think mm-hmm. it's it's useful. It's 
you know, helpful. Mm -hmm. It's something we all probably could benefit from. Yeah. Um, I was encouraged to talk to a therapist after getting my cancer diagnosis, which I didn't take heed to it right away. I was like, you know, kind of felt like, well, was how is this going to help me or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, But when I did go ahead and accept the recommendation or whatever to um, have the therapy, Mm -hmm. uh, before we even got to the cancer diagnosis, there was like other issues that um, (laughs) really became more prevalent than the cancer diagnosis. But um, it was helpful to, you know, just talk through whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how when you start going to therapy, that other things pop up. You're right. like, wait a minute, I'm <laughs> not here to I'm talk here about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that podcast has done that for me. You know, sometimes I'll sit back and I'll watch the replay, and the replay. right, and I'll, and I'll catch some, something that I said, or I'll catch something that I like looked at y'all like, <laughs> and and I'll catch myself. So I'm taking it all in, but I'm coming out a different person every single time, mm-hmm. and not this drastic change. But I'm definitely seeing things like, hey, you need to update this and change this about yourself, and maybe mm-hmm. you should give this some thought. You know, so. Therapy, I'm sure, would have to be helpful. So I, I think I might seek me out a therapist. I mean, even if you use your EAP. So for people who don't know, a lot of employers yeah. have EAP, and that stands for Employee Assistance Program. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then uh, typically with EAP, it'll give you five, five free sessions. It depends on your employer. Oh. It could be anywhere from three. I've seen it as as little as three three free sessions, say mm-hmm. that fast, <laughs> um, up to 12 free sessions. Mm-hmm. So anywhere between three and 12 well, is what I've seen. Who's giving 12? <laughs> I need that. CPS is giving out 12 probably because I'm oh, not <laughs> working with CPS. But, you know, um, but yeah. So whatever, the, whatever your employer's employee assistance program mm-hmm. allows for or your... Even your regular health benefits yeah, has, sure. you know, coverage yeah. for therapy. So, um, but definitely seek that out. So, if your if your employer or if you think that your employer might not offer that as a benefit, check because they probably do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do, I think that also is a big reason why people don't seek therapy. They don't know that they might get those three free sessions. Mm-hmm. They I don't know think, that it might be as accessible. I don't think a lot of people know that. Mm-hmm. I honestly yeah. don't. Yeah. I didn't know that I didn't until I needed to. <laughs> yeah. I yes, I EAP that. is a very underutilized benefit that employers have. Mm-hmm. It's low cost to the employer, but employees don't tap into. Right. A lot of times it's not really promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes employees feel like, well, then my employer is going to know I'm seeking therapy. Yeah. You know, so Which, that, I mean, but it's, it, you know, this, it's this. not like even if even if they <laughs> even if there's some, you know, metrics oh, that let God. them know that people are using the program, they don't know who right. they don't know what what service you're getting or when what I, you're talking tell, to the therapist about. I tell you like this is this, you know, because I'm, <laughs> I'm talking this into existence. You know, I this 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 job has this hold over my life and I cannot move because they might think and they might do if you if you have an inkling of feeling of that I please I pray for everybody but these jobs do not run your life like they do not I learned my lesson yeah because um you know you guys know the story I don't care about sharing um when my husband was ill um, we didn't know what was wrong with him. He would, um, you know, have to go to the hospital. I have to leave work or I have to call off or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I made my immediate manager aware of it. And she was very gracious. Love her. She was so cool about it. But it was her manager who was given the pushback and the issue to the point where they, um, I wanted, to, I went to talk to HR, mm-hmm. and I had scheduled a meeting with her, and she said, "Well, you need to plan this out better." And I said, "How oh. do I plan my husband getting into an ambulance and going to the hospital? I don't know how to plan that. I, I don't want him to. I just want you to know, I don't want him to do that. <laughs> he don't want to do that. I don't know how to plan for that. I literally have to seek." therapy due to what you went through in that time frame mm-hmm. it was so infuriating yes. so these people yeah. I, I just want to say this and then mm-hmm. i'll just talk. 
these people will replace you. They don't care. Right. When I came yes. back to work point. after he passed, there was a write-up waiting for me yeah. because I had missed all these days dealing with his illness that we didn't know about. And I could have kicked the desk mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and yeah. I promptly quit not too, <laughs> not too long ago. That was there. completely horrible, yeah. unacceptable, shame on you, employer. Um, because, I mean, that's just like... Yeah, you're just a number. You're just a body. You're just, you know, there as a worker bee. Mm-hmm. They care less about you as an individual person, which is yeah. horrible. And I'm not saying that every employer no, is that not, way. No, 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 no. It's just that it's so important to, in any situation I think that you're in, you're with your children, in your marriage, friendships, work. Think about yourself first. Yes. Put yourself first and then work around everything else that you have going on your, in your life. Because without you, then what is left? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just think that I think the last couple of years has just taught me the importance of um, thinking about me first. I always say the same. It's when you get on a plane, you know, and this, nobody pays attention to this. I do. But, you know, a lot of people are just talking on the phone. The stewardess will get on and give you all the instructions. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, the when this pops down, mm-hmm. you know, when this oxygen mask pops down, put so yours on first, first mm-hmm. before you help anybody else. Right. And I'm very much, I'm going to put my own oxygen yeah. mask first. Because if you're not whole as a person, how do you be, be a good mom? Mm-hmm. How do you be a good wife? How do you be a good employee? How yeah. do you be a good citizen if you're not well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have said too, like, um, if you don't love yourself, then how can you truly love me? You know, if you don't, if mm-hmm. you don't love yourself, how, what are you pouring at this point? Um, you're so pouring from an empty picture. You're pouring from an empty picture. So yes, I, I, it's so important. And therapy is, even though I have not done it yet, um, it is a form of self-care. Absolutely. Have you guys ever, being Black women, mm-hmm. felt the uh, <laughs> superwoman syndrome? Yes. Like, they say that um, women between the ages of 18 to 82... Black woman. Wow, that, Black woman. That's what, all of us. What a range. <laughs> 18 to 82. Uh, from 1 to 92. Not from, to 82. To 82. Wow. Who identify as a strong Black woman and also agree with also agree with self-silencing mm-hmm. or, or repressing feelings um, experience greater, greater depressive symptoms. Wow. Um, I feel as though, have you guys ever felt like, oh, I'm a strong black woman. I'm strong. Yeah. And- At so much to the point where, <laughs> uh, it, it, it set me all the way down. <laughs> okay. It's, it set me all the way down. Like, yeah, yeah. You're going to take a seat mm-hmm. because I was in this mold of, I have to prove everything. I have to prove something to everyone. Um, the graphic design world is a very heavy, heavily um, male dominated. dominated group, right? So, you know, I've been to- like, I-, I would design something and um, it- they would assume that the man did it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's nice over there. But <laughs> what you did, you know, what the man did, that's nice. And it's like, no, Shelly did that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've been in situations where um, even in the graphic design world where the man got the job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just it, it comes with a stigma. And with that, you know, having my own business, there's so many other things that I'm also responsible for. But I think it was maybe our first episode or our second episode. I was like, I can do everything. I can do everything. And you were like, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like this point that I kept trying to prove. It's like, no, I can do it. No, I can do mm-hmm. it. Until God just sat me down. It was like, yeah, so there's a chance that you might not be able to see. You know? <laughs> oh, dang. I'm laughing at the <laughs> no, wrong part. No, okay. <laughs> there's a chance that you might not be able to see sit down somewhere like staying up until or celebrating these i was up until three o'clock in the 
morning. My auntie Vanessa will always be like, you always so tired. All you post on, on social media is that you're tired. And it would essentially be because I was tired, but I think I was also celebrating the fact that I'm up late and I'm doing all these designs and I'm getting all this work done. And I'm mm -hmm. a mom too. And I'm, I'm going here. I'm hanging out with my friends as well. And it's like, girl, sit down. Who are you trying to prove this point to? Mm -hmm. So, yes, I have definitely dealt with the superwoman I am, me, here, everyone. What about you, Deanna? <laughs> so, I think, I don't know, maybe some of it is uh, self-imposed, but I think also the world, you know, of to be a white woman and the very first thing she said to me was like let's just address the elephant in the room from hello you're a black woman <laughs> like okay um and she said being black in america at least along with its own ptsd mm -hmm. like we all suffer from ptsd just from this sheer utterance of being born black in america mm -hmm. and at first i was like i don't know where's this going if it, yeah. you know if i'm gonna really vibe with this lady or not but she she turned out to be fine she's mm -hmm. great um so yeah i think she said she said it herself like black women have always been depicted as being strong you know mm -hmm. we were taking care of kids in slavery, the master's kids and having relationships with the masters and all these different things and still, you know, being very productive. Um, and white women were treated and received as being like a weaker vessel and it being okay mm -hmm. for them to be weak and for them to be more like damsel in distress. We weren't looked at as uh, dainty and, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's there's still um, there's still that going on, yes. but in a sense where you, to like put a little ownership of your on yourself, do you sometimes feel like you have to be strong? Like I gotta be strong. I gotta. So be I think in 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 corporate America, or whatever, we feel mm -hmm. like we have to be ten times better than our non-black counterparts mm -hmm. in order to be recognized, to get promoted, to advance to. The in that sense um it's you know it's somewhat true like we feel like there isn't much room for error yeah um i think this is a hard that's hard to carry that's, yeah that's it's hard. very hard yeah. i have been in roles i think we were having this discussion an employer i was at for 13 and a half years mm -hmm. where I literally kept applying for roles, kept applying for roles, and they were like, oh, if you do these things, we'll think about it, and then I'll do the things. You know, they have you on these position development plans, I'll mm -hmm. do the things. And then it's like, well, and then I got passed up so many times for different roles, most of the time by men. Yeah. Um, Till it got to the point where it's like, what else do I have to prove? And strengths in me, that I thought was strengths were looked at as negative items. But if a man carried those things, yeah. if a man is strong, if a man knows the answers to things, if he was uh, very tough, oh, immediate, immediate manager, immediate promotion, immediate this, because yeah. he's no nonsense, but I'm on the other hand is the B word mm -hmm. or I'm aggressive yeah. because I'm a black woman. I'm aggressive or I'm the versus angry black woman assertive. versus assertive. Yeah. So I carried PTSD into other roles where it's like, okay, now in this job, I'm not going right. to speak up at all. Right. I'm not going to say anything because if I say something, then that I'm going to be looked at. But then me being quiet. You're darned if you do. You're darned yeah. If you Which do you guys think that that's also a reason why we went into business to kind of take away? Because <laughs> for me it is. Uh, taking away all of the, well, she's quiet and, and she didn't say anything or she's strong and maybe she's too strong. She's outspoken, but yeah, maybe it's a little too much. I feel like that was a big reason why I wanted to become my own boss because I, I don't have these, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna bring that into our business, nor am I going to, of course, put that title upon myself. Right. 
I think for me, like one, I, you know, besides that, I've always wanted to be a business owner. Uh-huh. But two, I, I, at some point, I think in my twenties, I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to because I'm just too. with people but working work for with people, people right. might be a little tough so um but also you know just things i feel as though a lot of us are mm-hmm. what are you upset about like just power through life and just work and do these things and just keep going so being a Yeah, I know my mother is not mad at me for saying this, but back to that story with my dad. Um, I initially, I initially called to talk to her. She couldn't handle. She was like, "I gotta give you your father, you know, to handle this because she is so strong. She is so, you know, my mom is different, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she is such a strong person that it was kind of like, let me, let me, let me allow him to to help her get through this, which mm-hmm. I'm glad that she did." Yeah. yeah. Um, so currently, I'm 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 having probably the best corporate job experience I've been in other corporate environments where I was, you know, um, misjudged. Like yeah. if I was quiet, I was deemed unapproachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and. the other side of that but I do know (laughs) time I started I have a colleague who's have you know, set of people that she worked with, she did mesh well with, and then that kind of follows you. So if there's, yeah. if there's, you know, buzz in the office that you're not easy to work mm-hmm. with or that you're not approachable, yeah. then that kind of sets the tone. Just like if there's key people in the office that do like you, mm-hmm. everybody else, sometimes I think whether they actually like you or not, they're, they've been, it's been put in their mind that you're likable. Right. So whether they know you or not, if they've heard your name and heard good things about you, it's like, oh, she's plugged yeah. or, you know, she's part of the clique, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're just the opposite, then it kind of come along and work with, they're like, oh, I heard about her, you know. Right. So yeah. then it's like you're constantly trying to prove yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, get others to like you and buy in that you are. I think that causes trauma as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So in this study, it said black women only use mental health services at a rate of 10.3% compared to 21.5%. Yeah, I did too. I thought it would be higher. I feel like we we, got some prejudice too of what we think. Yeah, we do. Okay. I, because I feel like they're more open about it. Mm-hmm. They're more. We're becoming more open about it, but they're more open about it. Like okay. they'll have. They'll talk about the medication that they're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I experienced that. Experienced that at work. And I'm like, wait, girl, you telling me that's just <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah. I had those experiences too. Where I... Information with right. credit scores. I'm not sharing that. Some people will tell you everything. everything. Um, So they're more open about sharing them being in therapy and, you know, what they're feeling and the medication. Oh, yeah, I've been on antidepressants for 10 years. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know what to say. Earlier, I wanted to know what you guys thought about this. What uh, a black woman was talking about how she sought, sought her therapy instead of getting a therapist through church. She was like, Well, you know, I was kind of grew, grown. What has been you guys' experience with seeking out 
Um, I think church can be therapeutic, uh-huh. but it's not necessarily the same thing as going to therapy. Yeah. But there are some therapeutic aspects, like hopefully whatever the pastor, minister, preacher, whoever, whatever they're saying, mm-hmm. hopefully it resonates with your situation and can be inspiring or uplifting and things yeah. like that. But it also is beneficial to talk to someone specifically about what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if anything best case scenario is to pair the two go to church yeah. and therapy like there's no mm-hmm. uh, it's not <laughs> like it's mutually exclusive like yeah just, yeah. just, just do both yeah. put it all in the basket <laughs> and take it i mean it it's not i'd rather get more help than not enough you yeah. know what i mean it's not um because yeah because i think that church will attack it via the spiritual aspect of mm-hmm. things I think therapists will get down to like the emotional nitty gritty, you know. And some of those lines cross too. You, Mm -hmm. there are therapists who are Christian or whatever religion that you practice, um, and they can, they can mirror. I mean, they can infuse Mm -hmm. the, you know, theological side of things with the strictly clinical side of things. Like there, there are intersections between the two. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. But I think that's another thing that was likely part of like black culture mm-hmm. is uh get it here. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary for you to take it anywhere other than this. Yeah. 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 Go to church. You're so right. so yeah. So I mean it was definitely part of some folks theology <laughs> that uh if you go to therapy, you must not believe in your religious mm-hmm. you know, you you're you know, yeah, but that's just old way of thinking right you know um but yeah yeah, best case scenario is to do all the things um and some some spiritual leaders pastors or whatever actually also have counseling degrees yeah Mm -hmm. some some of them aren't there i mean they all should have the ability to counsel Mm -hmm. but some of them actually have degrees in that so they they intersect as well pastors who have therapists Oh, absolutely. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Nobody is above getting a, a therapist. Mm-mm. My yeah. therapist had a therapist, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, therapists, they have therapists too. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and like going back to what we said in the beginning, it doesn't have to always be these big grand things. It could be, I'm dealing with stress. How do I yeah. manage, manage stress my stress better? better? Yeah. How do I deal with this situation in my marriage how do i deal with this situation with my family Mm -hmm. you know it Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be i'm depressed and can't get out the bed you know it could be small things how do i deal with work stress Mm -hmm. you know and And some therapists i think the reason why they're good at what they do is because they have also had you know clinical mental health issues Mm -hmm. like what better way to tell you how to cope and how to deal than to say I'm a person who suffers from depression and anxiety and this is how I maneuver. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be where you can't have control and, you know, live a productive life if you manage it and do things properly. So Yeah. Yep. Sometimes life can just totally get out of control when you forget about yourself. So yeah, seek seek therapy if needed. And if even if you feel like you don't, you just want to do the popular thing. I'm like, y'all got therapy. <laughs> Beyond be trends. Beyond trends. Beyond Like, don't don't lax on yourself. And you know, it's always somebody out there to talk to. Yeah, and then you know, it, it, if the first person you go to ain't the right fit for you, move on. Yeah. Um, Tell the, that story. The first uh, therapist I went to. I so I did this. I wanted someone who looked relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I was just picking people who I felt comfortable talking to because I was like googling them, looking at their pictures. Like I can't see me sitting across from this person <laughs> talking to them. Um, Which so, is why they have those pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I uh, started going to my first therapist, and I felt like she just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Like she just I. You know, I could relate to her, her being a black woman, but I didn't Something feel like wasn't. I was getting help, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, the help that I needed. So um, I just stopped going, mm-hmm. but I knew I needed help. Yeah. So I eventually ended up um, Googling another 
you know, therapist and my second therapist loved her. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, I'm initially like, oh, I want somebody to be black, but she was actually Indian woman. Mm-hmm. And I loved her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like any, I, I felt like she related to me. She was a little bit younger, but still close enough where she could uh, relate to what I was going through. It, it, best relationship ever. Wow, great. So even now we still text each other. She left the um, practice. practice that I was that I'm still at. Um, and you know, once we're able to hook back up, girl, I'm back <laughs> because I loved her. Yeah, yeah, I felt like she helped me through so much, and she would challenge me and like ask questions that I wouldn't even think about, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, wait, what? Oh, that's the reason why I think like that or feel this way or whatever the case may be. Um, so don't be afraid to find somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Shop around. Yeah. Shop so around. one, I think one of the things that kept me off from um, seeking therapy initially is probably, I don't know where mostly I probably saw it on TV or whatever. I felt like therapists just ask you questions mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, how is that going to help me? Because I I don't want you to just say, uh, if I say, even if they say, what do you want to talk about? They, you start talking and then they start saying things like, well, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Well, why do you feel that way? Like, that's why I'm here. So yeah. you can tell me why I feel this <laughs> way. <laughs> I'll but. never forget um, a job that I was at one 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 time in my life <laughs> it'd be tr- really easy to, f- to find out what job this is but a job that i was at and i had this uh boss and he was just like a therapist he would ask you questions mm-hmm. and we would always say why do you ask us these questions we we want to help and solve mm-hmm. these problems but you're asking us questions back and they would help mm-hmm. you know they would help because he would he, his thing was let me get you thinking mm-hmm. let me get you thinking about the who why what wouldn't right. where and i think that's why the podcast has also been extremely helpful because we are you guys ask me questions bianca will ask questions like she, but shelly yeah. shelly why she's hanging out with the therapist uh, yes. <laughs> so now she's become the therapist yes like, and sometimes i'm like, like i don't want to <laughs> feel the way that this is like, I just want to dig deeper. I'm just doing a check. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just checking. Like, is this, um, is this? Are you doing these things because you're hiding from something, this? or are you? Doing- <laughs> you can check in on your strong friends. People be acting like they okay, but they don't be okay. Sometimes you gotta. I would rather be the person asking you than to find out something bad happened to you because I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to sleep with that. If I know I did everything that I could, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, there's nothing else to be said. And this is where we say thank you. <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. So can I throw out some more stuff to you guys that we yeah. have sure. time? Uh, okay, so um, how to say no to your friends without feeling guilty about it. So no. question. <laughs> how do no. you guys say no without feeling guilty? I don't uh, with feel your guilty. Um, so I definitely was a Think person who, who had the disease to please. I used to say yes more than I should, but I think probably around my late thirties or so, I was, mm-hmm. was like, sometimes I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, so if, there's something that I just either can't do physically, don't want to do, have other obligations. I don't feel bad about saying yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, not me, Bianca. <laughs> um, I just say no. Yeah, I'm just like nah. I'm learning to say no. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning to be like, look. Um, big lesson for me. I I, I that I struggle with, and this is why I definitely need to see. <laughs> therapist but i am a i aim to please everybody i want everybody around me happy and then you're sacrificing yourself you know in that happiness so i'm learning that these people will still love you you know if you say no no. and you're protecting yourself by doing so Mm -hmm. but here's the deal here's the gotcha gotcha if you don't say no and you're unhappy you're not making other people around you happy i'm gonna tell you why because it's going to come out in other ways. Yeah. And then the other people are confused. Like, well, what's wrong with her? Yeah. And it's because you didn't say no. I have a lot of confused people. <laughs> 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 Just 
say no. Not a lot. A little handful. And um, yes, I, I, I do not. I am not arguing with you. Yeah, the, the making of people happy does what for you? Absolutely. You're unhappy. Yeah. And, Back to and, the mask. Put your mask on first. Yeah, I care what I tell you guys. Set <laughs> me down. I will never in my lifetime uh, extend myself so much that it's affecting me and everybody else around me. Like it's just, and hopefully that helps somebody. But it's just, it's so important to love on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So have you guys hung up your cape on perfectionism? Uh, it is semi-retired. <laughs> I, no, I'm be honest. It's, I think it's a hard thing to give up. Uh-huh. I think that, you know, after I started going to therapy, I rejected the word strong. It makes mm-hmm. me yeah. angry. You talked about don't that in the episode before that. tell me I'm strong. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. So I reject the strong, I'm a superwoman cape, but sometimes still, I feel like I need to do it. Mm-hmm. If I don't, who's going to do it? Yeah, like, would I have you rather, to... like, so if, it, if if not strong, would you rather what, be called, oh, yeah, or, or Bianca is so light <sighs> and fluffy and cuddly and kissy, because that's what I get a lot. Shelly is so bubbly, and she da-da-da-da-da. I don't mean that either. <laughs> I would be like, no, nah, yeah, I'm just normal. I don't, I don't feel like, I don't have to be, I don't have to be superhuman, because, you know. Right. You know, I don't like for people to be like, oh, you're so whatever. Um, Nor do I have to, I don't want to be seen as being weak and docile either. Um, So I'm fine with just, yeah, I'm fine with just being Deanna. Average. Uh, I was going (laughs) to say, I'm just fine with being Shelly. What that encompasses, because I think I am learning if they get the real me and when they do, they you know, everybody loves me, so. Yeah. I mean, I would like Everybody loves me. Everybody loves me. I think, you know, it's important just to give people who you are, so there's no, hey, this is me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. This is what you're going to get. You know, love it or hate it. Yeah. Or being different about it. It just is what it is. I think I just, I'm comfortable with me. I do want other people to be comfortable with me. I think there was a weird space, you know, like when I first went back to work, people who knew about my diagnosis, they didn't know like if I was coming back as the old me, if there was going to be some new dynamic. And for they our know. New, new viewers, let them know what that diagnosis was. Um, so in December 2020? December 2020, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed with breast cancer, went through the whole 20 weeks of chemo and um, surgery and all that. I was away from the job for like seven months, sorry. Mm-hmm. And when I went back, I think people didn't know what to say, so they just didn't say anything to me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like, okay. So or I was. Share an awkward story. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. All yeah. those people need to hear me. <laughs> My employer was very supportive and, you know, told me to take as much time as I wanted all that stuff. But when I first got back to work, I think they was also afraid to actually give me work. So it was like I was back at work, but um, my boss's boss at the time basically told everybody, like, leave her alone. So it was like I was at work and not working and nobody was talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, uh, do I work here? It was just a weird, awkward time, but I think now everybody's like... People people are weird, you know, and I I used to get angry at people because I kind of went through that a little bit with my husband and people don't know. (laughs) So you'll see people looking at you, and I'll be looking back like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> They're like, "Hey, right?" And I, I felt compelled person. to like break the ice. So yeah. I was like, "I I think sometimes I was saying things in a humorous way to just like yes, make people I laugh to try to like get past this awkward space." I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I was I said stuff like, "Hey, I chose the you know." I'm like, "Well, this was a bad situation, but." The good thing that come out of bad situations is like this is you get to pick 
your own parts. So I'm picking my new parts. I'm going mm-hmm. smaller just to snap. Yeah. You know, like some kind of way to, <laughs> no, no, to <laughs> right i think i think that's something that people can't help they know that you have breast cancer they have to look they yes. have, and they try not to look but i'm like there's some lookers without the cancer so i'm like what's up with that? <laughs> but i think people are just curious people they're like are curious but it's okay it, I, I think when you leave that door open and let them know that it's okay which i know that you did and people still don't know how to open the door, <laughs> open the door so. right because some people tell you things that you don't want to know and it's like how is this helpful to me yes. this man came to my house to try to sell us new windows right mm-hmm. And at the time, I think I was, maybe I was still in treatment. And I was like, I didn't want to make a commitment to a large purchase. Um, and I, I initially said, just like come back in a few months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I don't know, somehow my husband ended up telling the sales guy that, that I was going through cancer treatment. He didn't know what to say. He completely threw him off from his presentation. But then he started telling me, oh, my grandmother had... <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> she had this cancer and that cancer and it spread to her eye and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is not helpful. Oh, your story, sir. Oh, your story, sir. Don't, don't it. <laughs> I think people try to, I, I, and I get it, try people to try relate. to relate to you. Yeah. But when your story is in doom and disaster, like, don't no. share. Might not be the story. Don't share that one. Yeah. Because now I'm sitting here thinking about it like, what a right. stress in my eye. Right. I think I think these conversations conversations help people not to do don't do that. Like think think about what you're gonna walk up to somebody and say. And if you can't handle it, don't go. I, I, I shouldn't say don't go walk up to the person. But if you can't handle it, then go work on you and then try to come back. I have somebody tell me, and she's a really good person. But she was like, um, you know, my husband passed away in 2019. She was like, yeah, my aunt's husband passed away, and then a year later, she had a nervous breakdown and had to be in the hospital (laughs) she had to be in the mental health hospital for two months Extend grace to those who oh, mean yeah. well. Absolutely, they mean well at the time. I was like, "Who are you?" This stupid MF saying this dumb stuff to me. This is wrong. Yeah, I just wanted the window guy to leave. <laughs> like, look, we're not buying it's windows. So dumb. <laughs> just go away. Oh, <laughs> Did you think oh, about what you were wearing? types of cancer until she died. How do we get back to the windows? Windows. So windows. Um, no. Have a great day. No, thank you. Oh, God. Do you guys think that it's a good idea to 
tell people at the time or is it you can't because of maybe what got said like can you could you have not told the window guy (laughs) (laughs) i think we could have but i think he was wondering like what's the mystery because i kept saying well, now is not a good time, or we could revisit this in a few months. So, you know, a salesperson too, they always feel like if you give them something to rebut, they're gonna rebut. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, what is it? Is it the cost? We can do this type of financing mm. plan or this, this, and that. And so if 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 they keep pressing, I thought you know, saying, Well, right now I'm going through chemo and I just don't want to take on a large expense, should have been a good Stopping point. Stopping point. <laughs> I would have as a salesperson. But he was, yeah. he felt like he had to say something, probably because of his sales training. So he started telling me about dear old grandma. Girl. <laughs> Not the trainer probably was like, tell the story about your grandma. <laughs> uh, did you hear the way that story is? And you think I'm buying windows? Right. No. Right. No, I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, don't be weird. <laughs> uh, that's the moral of that story. Don't yes. be weird. Um, be sure to seek therapy if you need it. Yes. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, it is okay to bounce things off your family and friends and who clergymen, whatever. But it's okay to get therapy as well. Mm-hmm. It, it is quite all right. So yes. yeah. Utilize those benefits. Yeah. And, and, you know, guys, if you want to share any, you know, you don't have to share any intimate details with us, but any, you know, tips for people or your ideas, thoughts on therapy. Thoughts on therapy. Yeah. Are you for or against, or against yeah. therapy? Mm-hmm. Have you had therapy? Would you be open or willing to? Add um, it to the comments. Yeah. We'll yes, definitely we love you know, to hear about it. Love to hear about it and respond back. And you might end up on uh, your question, maybe end up on a future episode. Possibly. Yes, absolutely. So, so, all right. It has been a good a time, therapeutic time. A therapeutic time. Uh, just, you know, dealing with all the things that life brings our way. Yes, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, but we can but do it. Mostly good things. Mostly good. Yes. Great uh, the good always outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. So. And because of the bad, we can greatly appreciate the good. So. Yeah. That part. That part. I'm shoot my imaginary gun. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for tuning in to this episode of What's Bruins? And keep it brewing. Keep it brewing. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah.